Okay. So we are doing now the section for Tuesday of the combined Parsha of Matos and Mase, which begins chapter 32, verse 1. And this whole section is concerning one incident, a famous event that happened at this time, that we will read. The children of Reuven and the children of God had abundant livestock, very great. They saw the land of Yazer and the land of Gilad, and behold, the place was a place for livestock. The children of God and the children of Reuven came and said to Moses, to el Azad Kohen, and to the leader of the assembly, saying, Atros and Divon, Yazer, Nimra, Cheshbon, Elaleh, Uslam, Nivo, and Baon. Rashi is going to comment here that all of these are lands of Sihon and Og, meaning even though the last event that we see chronologically is the war with Midian that just happened, so to speak, yesterday, but we're now going back to the war before that, the war which really predicated and caused the stress and strife and ultimately war with Midian, which was the conquest of the lands of Sichon and Og. So all of these are lands of Sichon and Og. The land that God smote before the assembly of Israel it is a land for livestock, and your servants have livestock. In other words, what's happening now is like this. The Jews have been wandering in the desert for 40 years. They're about, about, about to go into the land of Israel. They're about to cross the land. They're about to inherit the land of Israel. And these two tribes say, hey, we like this land. We conquered here. We don't think we want to get the land of Israel. We'd rather have this land that we conquered because it's perfect land for cattle, and that's what we do. They said, if we have found favor in your eyes, let this land be given to your servants as a heritage. Do not bring us across the Yardin, the Jordan. Moses said to the children of God and the children of Reuven, shall your brothers go out to battle while you settle here? Which Rashi says this is like a, a question. that hey that precedes this word your brothers is introducing the question this is of course a rhetorical question in other words they're looking at it and saying we want to settle here this is perfect for us and Moses is like what you're going to mess us all up again you're not going to want to go to Israel we're going to have all the problems we had 39 years ago we don't need to go in that direction so as Moses continues why do you dissuade the heart of the children of Israel from crossing to the land that God has given them. As Rashi explains this word, Lama Simeon, is why are you removing, why are you holding back their hearts from crossing? They're going to think that you're afraid to cross because of the war and the strength of the people and the towns. In other words, you're telling me you want to stay here because you're cattle. They're not going to think that's the real reason. They're going to think you're scared to do battle. So if you're scared to do battle, for sure, they'll be scared to do battle, especially because you, these two tribes, were very, very fierce warriors. And if you're scared, my gosh, what about the rest of us? This is what your fathers did when I sent them from Kadesh Barnea to see the land. So Rashi explains from Kadesh Barnea, this is the same, and there are two places named Kadesh, meaning 39 years before when the Jews sent the spies, which led the Jews to be scared to enter the land of Israel, which led the Jews to be stuck in the desert for 39 years, the spies were sent from a place called Kadesh Barnea. Rashi is clarifying is in Israel itself there's a city, a town called Kadesh Barnea. So Rashi says, I know, I know, I know, don't get confused. There are two places, one in the desert and one in Israel, that are both called Kadesh Barnea. 
and the place in the desert is from where the spies were sent. They went up to the valley of Eshkol and saw the land, and they dissuaded the hearts of the children of Israel not to come to the land that God had given them. The wrath of God burned on that day, and God swore, saying, If these men who came up from Egypt, from the age of twenty and above, will see the land I swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, for they have not followed me fully, except for Kaleb, the son of Yephunneh, the Knezit, and Joshua, the son of Nun, for they follow God fully. So these two people, Kaleb and Yehoshua, Joshua, were two out of the ten false fives, and they, the two of them, believed in God and did not follow the counsel of the other ten spies, and they tried to convince the Jewish people to not listen. The Jews didn't listen, but Kaleb and Joshua, in reward for this, did not die out when all the other men, from exclusive of the tribe of Levi, from age 20 to, and up, did die out in the desert because of the sin. The Rosh explains why is Kalev here called the Knizit. In other words, this is Kalev, whose father was Yifuna. Why is he called the Knizit? So Rosh explains because after Kalev's father passed away, Yifuna passed away, and his mother, the widow at this point, marries a man named Knaz. And since he was raised in the house of Knaz, he's called the Knizit. And, of course, it's very famous because Kalev's mother and Kanaz had a very famous son named Asniel, the son of Kanaz. So Kalev and Asniel are both very famous, great leaders of the Jewish people. And later in the prophets, in the writings of the judges, they're called brothers because they were really maternal half-brothers. They had the same mother, they're different fathers. The wrath of God burned against Israel, and he made them wander in the wilderness for 40 years. Until the entire generation that did evil in the eyes of God ceased to exist. The Rashi explains this word, Vayinim, is like in the root word, Na, which means a wanderer, because he made them wander in the desert. Behold, you have risen up in the place of your fathers, a society of sinful people, to add more to the burning wrath of God against Israel. So, Lispos, Rashi explains like we have in other verses, which means to add. For if you will turn away from after him, he will again let it rest in the wilderness and you will destroy this entire people. You can see that Moses is reacting very, very strongly against their words because he's thinking, oh my gosh, history is repeating itself and we're going to have the same problem we had 39 years before. This was not their perspective. They were not coming to say, we're scared. They were simply materialistically. I mean, they, in other words, it was not considered something good on their part because they should have preferred live in Israel in a land not as good for pasture because of course the land of Israel is very mountainous but they should have preferred that to be in the desert to be outside of Israel in great pasture land so it was it was a spiritual lack on their part but they were not recreating the sin of the spies they were not scared of going to the land of Israel as we're going to see they were not scared of the war and they they were not trying to dissuade the Jews so they approached him and said enclosures for the flock we shall build here for our livestock and cities our children they're saying no we will we are not trying to dissuade the Jews and we're not scared of the war we'll join you what we just want to do is build places for our livestock and our children and then they'll be here and we'll go join you and what they now took upon themselves was to spend the next 14 years 
helping their brothers settle because they took upon themselves to help their brothers and to stay in Israel while their children and livestock are safely in the other place, outside on the other side of the Jordan River. And they will fight with the Jews, and they will go first to fight with the Jews. Now, the Jews fought for seven years, and then took another seven years for them to settle. And for that entire 14-year period, these people, the men of Reuven and God, kept their word, and they stayed with the Jews the whole time, and they helped them the whole time. So this was their way of showing Moses, we are not scared of the war. We are not trying, God forbid, to prevent the other Jews from wanting to go to Israel. We simply are looking at our livestock and making a financial mercenary decision here which you could see their approach because they did something here, Raji points out, very wrong, that when they're thinking of how they're going to settle the, their families, they first think of building uh, enclosures for their livestock before they think about building cities for their children because they, in a sense, were more concerned with their property than for their children. What When Moses repeats this condition with them, Moses said it right. He said, Deal first with what's essential and then secondary. So first, build cities for your children. That's essential. And then build these enclosures for your animals because that's just taking care of your animals. Just put the children before the animals. But again, we can see this was their general perspective because if they weren't so into their animals and their wealth, they wouldn't have wanted to live outside the land of Israel. And we see later, historically, that in this, these lands, the people were on a much lower spiritual level than the people in Israel the land of Israel itself is holy and helps support the spiritual stature of the Jews. But again, these people were not coming with wicked intentions, just wrong priorities. We shall arm ourselves swiftly before the children of Israel until we will have brought them to their place and our children will dwell in the fortified cities in the face of the inhabitants of the land. So Rashi here has three Rashis. First, when they say, when is quick, swift. Fish my hair. Achishena from Mashiach. So we're going to arm ourselves swiftly. Before the children of Israel, when they said before the children of Israel, what they meant was not only are we need to go fight, but we will be at the heads of the army because we are very strong warriors. And they did keep this word, and they were at the heads of the army. We see when they conquered Jericho, Jericho, the armed battalions that went before the children of Israel were the battalions made up of the tribe of Reuven and Gud because they kept their condition. And they went, not only did they fight loyally for all those years, but they went at the heads of the armies, which, of course, is a more dangerous position. And our children will dwell. We're going to be with our brothers. And, and our children will be in the fortified cities that we're going to build now for them. We shall not return to our homes until the children of Israel have inherited everyone his inheritance. That line cost them another seven years. Because after fighting for seven, we said it took seven for the Jews to settle, and the sons of Reuben and God kept their word, and they waited until all the Jews were settled. But we shall not inherit with them across the Jordan and beyond. Our inheritance will have come to us on the east side of the Jordan. In other words, the rest of the Jews are on the west side of the Jordan, in the land of Israel, and they're going to be on the east side, in this other land, which is not traditional land of Israel, though obviously it became Jewish land at this point, as we received our inheritance already on the eastern side of the Jordan River. So we are, of course, in the middle of this story, which as it continues, Moses agrees to this condition, and then we see very interestingly, when he gives the land, suddenly the people that asked for the land were Reuven and Gud. 
when Moses is giving the land, we, and actually this was the lion's share of the land because they were the largest group here, Reuben and God were very small tribes, half of the tribe of Manasseh joins with them. Not that they specifically had cattle. They didn't. Reuben and God both had a lot. Manasseh did not. So why did he shine in and why would he split his tribe and half of Manasseh was in the land of Israel proper and half of Manasseh was the other side and he wasn't even part of the request. And this is all because of Mashiach, because Manasseh, knowing that in the times of Mashiach, we will receive the three additional land that we did not get yet historically, which are on the other side of the Jordan, to already live Mashiach, they self-sacrificed, a tremendous sacrifice to split their tribe. On one hand, of course, they want to be in the spirituality of Israel, half the tribe. On one hand, they want to live Mashiach and live on, like, the times of the Messiah. On the other side of the Jordan, which in the times of the Messiah, will be part of Israel proper. So Menashe, tremendous self-sacrifice for tremendous belief in the cause of bringing Mashiach now, split their tribe, and half their tribe lived outside Israel proper to have this symbolically messianic life, like in the times of Messiah, when the land of Israel was spread to the east of the Georgian River.